This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And before we get started on today's episode, just going to do a little shout out to Rachel Creamer. She says she's been, um, her sojo has been held hostage for a few weeks. But yeah, but she's got a big sojo too. Now it's right. It's coming back. She yeah. says she's bought twenty yards of fabric and have been making plans <laughs> for fall sweaters. And she put she accompanied this post with a picture of herself in her "I Am a Sewing Machine" T-shirt. There you go. And we're we're glad your sojo is coming back, Rachel. Um, you know, life is still rough, everybody. <laughs> it right. is. It is still collectively. Rough, and then if anything has happened to you um, outside of the pandemic, it's probably hit ten times as hard. Well, everything that hits feels harder, sadder, it, harder, more sadder, difficult to deal with. Whatever, more, yeah, dur. I don't know what the the word is. Okay, so in French, the word for like difficult, yeah, is uh like dur, and I just think that's a really good word. Like it gets across the. The feeling, like you have to, in, like it. So it's it probably related to the word like endure, endure. you know. And right. I'm like, yes, like I just Dear. feel this word. Dear. I like nice, mom. Yeah. You know, we <laughs> talked about French class and me painting that monster thing. Yes, using my twenty and whatever twenty five dollar, fifty dollar, seventy five dollar, hundred ten dollar, like you know, a yard. Uh, I yeah, paid that was twenty years ago, like, right? I, say, I paid twenty five dollars <laughs> a yard for it, yeah. like in the eighties, right? Right. Yeah, it's a million dollar yard. Anyway, yeah. my French teacher asked me if my parents spoke French at home because, because my accent was so good. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know, and no. No one spoke French no. around me. I'm very good. Jerry used to speak German. Some. Yeah, I'm very and, good and at I spoke some copying. Yeah. I'm very good at copying. You're, you're very good at emulating yeah. and imitating. I'm a mimic. Yes. I'm, you you're know, a that, mimicker. That comes from listening to show tunes. I think so. Because I, when I would listen to the show tunes, not only would I like memorize the words and stuff, but I would like make my voice sound like, no. or I would try I to think make people, my voice sound I think like you, a person. You're a real people person. Like People tend to I'm like you, gravitate towards you, and I think it's because you mimic them back to themselves. Oh my gosh. One t- I was interviewing, um, this was Becca, when I was interviewing Becca to work for us. We, I kept. Um, she was mirroring me. Oh, I kept. Really? I would like lean back. So and you. Lean so back. you were like mirroring, 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 mirroring. Yeah, and then yeah. I leaned forward and she'd lean forward, and I was like, "This is so funny that we're doing this with each other." Right. Anyway, um, so <laughs> funny, funny it's memory so there. So funny. We started yeah. out with a tangent. Um, so anyway, life. What like, are we talking? Oh, are you know, we recording? We're recording. <laughs> we're recording. We're live. Um, we started out with a tangent. Um, school's starting up again. It's going to be another stressful year for us. So thanks to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. I know we've had to be spotty about some of our premium stuff, and I just appreciate your support so much. 
as we move into yet another school year during the pandemic. All right, so today we're going to talk about uh, how you, and we're going to talk about a couple things, but the first thing we're going to talk about is how you have customized some of your dog paraphernalia. Yes. We did a whole episode on ribbon. Right. Customizing things with ribbon. You know... And we yeah, forgot I something. Need, everybody <laughs> needs to have extra ribbon around. Yeah, I pe- swear. People loved it. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, I can't you believe know? how much, like, I use ribbon for things. Okay, Zelda wanted to, like, buy ribbon somewhere. No. Yeah. We were, well, oh, we were, like, well, touring that Montessori school. Uh-huh. And there was some ribbon. She's like, can I take this home? I was like, Zelda. <laughs> it's not. So, first of all, it's, it's not, not like yours. you're in the studio. It, well, it's not yours. And then... We have that ribbon in the studio, <laughs> several rolls of it. Like, you know, does she not know this? Like, she comes up here, you know. I right. guess I got to show her the ribbon. What was I putting ribbon on? Well, so there's a new puppy in town. Right? There's a new puppy in right. town. Well, we, we talked about Tova, didn't we, on the podcast? We may have. Yeah, I think Cause so. I, well, so, you know, last fall, I lost two of my dogs. Had three, lost two. Had one guy left over. We have, so we have an elder. We have a we have a very elder. Right. I mean, I have an elder. Mallory has an elder. I have an elder. You know, they're like this. Aren't they like the same age? Yes. But I my dog's very... smaller, so she's right. She should last longer. She should smaller last a little last longer. longer. <laughs> they, I mean, in general, right? They're both so, on a bunch of medicine. Well, um. <laughs> well, okay. So Raz is our elder, and he's you know he's a hundred and forty pound Great Dane, and he is will be he will have a I think a thirteenth birthday. Um, coming up, he is, he just had his 12th birthday in, um, what was it? April. Yeah. So that's really old for a great day. Now we don't even know if that's his real age, mm-hmm. but you know, that's what he was, um, uh, we were told he was. Yeah. Okay. When we rescued him anyway, um, we have a new, a new dog in town is Toba. If she has not been introduced already and she is a female, and she is, we used to, when I was growing up, we called this Heinz 57, but she's only a V8. because oh. okay. <laughs> she, she has eight dogs in her. Ah. She's, her, we had her DNA done, which is just a riot, because what someone would have said she was and what she is, is probably, you know, we would have never figured this out. Right. Because she's like a quarter golden retriever, and... I don't see a hint of golden retriever except that she's Brindle and she's got some gold in her stripe. Yeah. Like, otherwise, I don't know where you would, like, visually see this golden retriever in this mm-hmm. dog, you know. And then she does have a little bit of an underbite because she's part boxer and she is part um, bulldog. So yeah. that comes from that. And then she has kind of a square head. And we're thinking that comes from the part that's this American Staffshire Terrier. Staffordshire. Staffordshire Terrier, or more commonly known, and not AKC, you know, certified, would be called a pit bull. Yeah, she's she looks like a little pit mix. See, I oh, my God. Mom. I think she yeah, looks she like a looks boxer like a with a long mix, okay? nose. I she think looks, she looks like a boxer. Yeah, she just looks Because her butt. She's the, really pretty, and she looks like her a, butt. I think that you're just she obsessed has a with your dog. Butt. But boxers and pit bulls share a lot of well, that's similar. Well, see, this is the other thing. thing. Dogs share a lot of traits. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Right. I mean, my so, dog is apparently a pug boxer. Maybe we think. And right. But people think, oh, someone just lied and said boxer instead of pit bull due to 
you know, zoning and stuff. Oh, you well, know? right. True. Haven't gotten her DNA okay, done. Okay, well, the pit bull part is not a surprise because I don't think there's a dog in mid-Missouri that doesn't have well, pit bull right. in it, I swear. Yeah, it's, it's yes. Well, except that. <laughs> Incredibly okay, common. Okay, we're going to talk about dogs. Then all my friends have these, like, doodles or poos, right? Uh-huh. You know. A doodle I, poo? Yeah, and I said to Jerry, <laughs> so maybe she's a rescue doodle or a rescue poo or something because I feel not fashionable not yeah. having a poo doodle. Oh. Well, you know you what? Know? You are fashionable because your dog is like whatever 2% Welsh Corgi. And it that is, lo- no, is three. a popular. She's three. three. That three. is a popular. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three. Speak- okay. We have got to get. It is. We're <laughs> eight minutes into this podcast. And I just want to say that I'm. we are really dedicated to rescuing animals. Yes. And I just can't bring myself to buy one right now. I mean, right. I, just, I just can't. But I really, I really did want a Welsh corgi. She's and wanted there, one for a long time. There was a litter of Welsh corgis. There were up for adoption, and, and of course they were mixed. Yeah, but, but they, we know someone who adopted they, one. Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. They, they were like really cute and stuff. And right. I passed because the pandemic and everything was really crazy and stuff. But Sam got one of them. So well, Sam and Bam. that's what I was going to say. And Is we do home? know that they wound up looking a lot corgi. They look super corgi. Her, hers looks really very well, corgi. Well, and something else that happens in this area of the country and the state is puppy mills. Right. So we think that this was a case uh, – where the mom was a puppy mill, and she got pregnant by the wrong dog. By the wrong dog. She was yeah. a corgi that got pregnant yeah. by the wrong yeah, yeah. dog. Okay, what are you doing with these? Talk, tell everyone okay. what a gentle leader is. So a gentle leader <laughs> is a head harness type thing that goes onto a dog. Okay? Yes. So especially when I was would walk like three Great Dane-sized dogs, this was sort of the best. It's like using a bridle. You know, on a horse. Mm-hmm. So um, they're very commonly used, and they're not like a choke chain or anything like that. But because the head is bridled, now they can still eat, drink, bark, do whatever yeah, they want yeah. with this on. It's not like a muzzle. But it does go around their nose. And, like, Mallory's dog can't wear one because <laughs> she doesn't have a she nose. She doesn't have a nose. These are face. So, so if, you have, if you have a dog with a mushed in face uh, yeah they don't work very well no. right they can get them right off now her other dog can wear one but n- yeah. not not the one so anyway um in order to know whose head har- harness is whose head harness they come in like two colors but generally all you can find is black on the market anyway i think they come in black and like a beige color or something so in order to know now they have to be set you know, their size. Their size, yeah. You have to you size know, it to you the You size dog. it yeah. to the dog's neck and to the dog's, you know, muzzle and all this, okay? So then you just slip it on, you know, and you and then you use it. Well, when you have three dogs or however many dogs that you have, how do you figure out whose muzzle's who, you know, with quick looking? And what I did is I would sew ribbon on top of the nylon webbing. Yeah. Okay, so we knew that Raz was red, you know, and that Jasmine was pink, and actually um, Reba was just black. We, okay, I didn't put anything on her. Yeah. So now um, Tova, the new dog, her her signature color is teal. So I did sew a teal ribbon on top of 
her um Because teal nylon. is Tova's signature color. It is her signature color. <laughs> so so this, this, this nylon webbing is pretty thin. This is thin. Yeah. I believe it's maybe less than a half inch. I use like three eight inch When you sew, on. also, this stuff is adjustable. So right. is there a part of the gentle leader where you can just sew, like you don't want to sew all the layers together, right? You have, no, or, you don't at yeah, all. exactly. You okay. know, you may have to take it apart or sew part and stop and sew another part, you know, okay. so you do have to think about that. You do have to think, I mean, I let the ribbon show. Yeah. Okay, now. You can put just the ribbon on the very end of it or something. Sure. I do the whole, you know, I go around like. You did the whole the, thing. Well, um, like Tova's isn't on her nose. It's just on her neck part. Okay. Okay. So, um, you know, that's just another way of labeling things. And then the other thing I labeled recently, I think that we were didn't talk about, was the towels for the palms. No, we did talk about that. Did we? We talked about it on the ribbon episode. Oh, but didn't it's know a we great thing. You mean across the corner so yeah. we knew the oh, what? Tell everyone again. Okay. Um. Well, you know, so <laughs> we have towels that are basically were our bath towels that we use in the pond so that we have like a plethora of towels to use when people come over or just for ourselves or whatever, or so that the kids will grab the right towels or we know what towels when they come out of the laundry are the um, bath the towels. Pond, yeah, right. Yeah. The pond, pond versus bath towel. When they come out of the pondry the pondry you mean out after of the you pondry. get done washing yes, and drying yes, the pondry, the pondry. <laughs> so i just take a piece of ribbon and put it across the corner maybe i did tell this now I i'm think pretty I sure you did okay yeah i want to bring up something that i this just like rang a bell for me because you said that reba's gentle leader was blank right so when you label stuff uh like something that's all the same or whatever right. one way of labeling is to not label. To not label, right. And this has come up for me in um, costuming mm -hmm. before, where I'm like, oh, I've got seven people, so I need, like, seven different thing or whatever. And I'm like, no, wait, the six. one, only six. Right. You know, and that I just want to remind everyone that that's a valid, that, you know, okay, yours is the unmarked one. Or you are, right. you know, and then you're the red and you're the blue and you're the, you know, whatever. Right. So it can just... It doesn't hurt to label them all, but it can save you time. Okay, so right. that is that has come up for me before, and I've like forgotten that one way of labeling is to not label. Right. Yeah. Right. So, anywho, you just said that, and you know, kind of glanced over it, but it's it's been a it's been a thing for me. So I've got two dogs. So if I was going to label two gentle leaders, I only need to do you. One. You only have to do yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Um. I just you know it just helps me yeah things the other thing that i just did okay with ribbon that you don't know about okay okay hopefully is <laughs> on the boat we have ropes dock ropes dock yeah. tie tie downs ties whatever you want to call them dock lines okay and we leave them hanging on the back of a seat that has a a rail behind uh -huh. it right and so we have a certain way that we wrap these up, right? And in order to hang them on the back of this rail, I have what is a two-sided Velcro. So that means the bel you don't have two pieces of Velcro. Right. It's one piece of Velcro, and you loop it over, and it will stick to itself. Okay. Okay, so it has a, a hook side and a loop side on one piece, right? Uh -huh. both, si both sides are one's full loop and one's full hook. Right. Uh -huh. Okay. So you can just put it through something and then, okay. So I use that. But when we did that, 
we couldn't find the end of the loop all the time very easily or whatever. So I just made like a ribbon tab and I made it, you know, this this tape happens to be black. So I just made it a color so that, hey, there, I just grabbed that little thing so I can pull that back. Right, right. So that was like really, I I mean, that like saved us. Honestly, it saved us like all this fret over sometimes where's when you the thing have something that's like all black like that yeah it, it, you know like a black thing going on to another black thing and then you're outside it, it, and like the light can be weird right. or well, it's something, just like trying know? to find the end of the tape on, yes. on something yes and this is really good tight secure you know velcro so right. it doesn't it's not like you just run your hand over it and you can find it right uh, away uh-huh so and, that is another thing i did just so you would know okay um, we're going to take a little break and come back and answer a question from the group about buttonholes. Hey, ZD, wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SoHere.com slash leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can rewatch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage – 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we're back. All right. We got a nice question in the group from Margaret H. And she says, help sewing machines. I've been testing buttonholes and I'm not sure which direction the rounded end should go when making horizontal buttonholes. Logic tells me toward the opening of the dress back, but I'm not 100% sure. And Google has not helped. So, you know, someone answered that question and said, normally on the back of a dress, the buttons, are, the buttonholes are vertical. Yes. But, I mean, I've seen, I've seen them horizontal. I've, I've seen it. No, I mean, it, you know, all of the traditional rules uh, about buttonholes, right. okay, and like, <laughs> You know the men's supposed to, you know the men's supposed to flap over this way, and what is the men's supposed to be left over the right, and the woman's right over left, or whatever? I can't remember anymore. Who cares? Okay, the women's is right over left. That's what I said. Right. Okay. okay. I just had to say yeah. it again because I'm no. just visualizing it. Um, and supposedly that was because you know somebody else was dressing someone you. Someone else dressed yeah. the woman. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> And who no. gives a okay. bleep anymore? Nobody no. cares. <laughs> no one cares. What I care about is does the garment lay properly? Yeah. So that that is my that would should be the only concern. And yes, that person I think might be maybe right, but I hesitate there too because you get more gapping generally yeah. with a vertical button. Yeah. So so here's the deal. Uh, a buttonhole that has the um, keyhole at the, you know, at one end or something. Which looks like it's rounded. Right, rounded. Right. Okay. That's supposed to be where the button ultimately sits. Rest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And so it would, in this case, be pointing toward the center of the garment. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it oh, would be. It's the, it she's would saying be, it's down the back of a dress. Okay. Okay. So what? When you say that, that doesn't help me though. I would say it. It points towards the edge of the fabric. Because when you say center. Yeah, like the center back. It of the should garment. be in the center, no, right? It points toward the center of the garment. It doesn't point toward the side of the garment, right? Okay. Well, it points towards the other side. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. But yes. Okay. Edge of the fabric is you're right. You're right. That's and that's a more universal way to put it. I would it's yeah. a, I think it's a safer you're right. way. No, maybe. You're you're correct. Okay. So um, what you have to do is think about the fact of where the button rests. Yes. Because it's never gonna rest in the middle of the buttonhole. On a horizontal. Well, on a horizontal. Button. And that's why I okay, yeah. so the only place I really know that I'm I'm really more secure in saying a vertical buttonhole belongs is in a placket because the placket is narrow and you need it to go up and down. Yeah, because like, okay, on the back, I see this on... I feel and, like and the, well, and uh-huh. you cannot get the button to rest in the middle of the pa- placket if it's going horizontally. Right, that's right. So these keyhole buttonholes right. are meant, are designed to be horizontal ones. 
you're really not supposed to use. Yes, and generally, or at least, well, and generally yeah. they're considered to be used with a button with a shank. Yep. Okay, that's why they have that rounded mm-hmm. extra space it's, because it's you have a shank it. on the button, not just the thread shank that sure. you make. Right. So uh, this is another. I think it's a really common mistake that I've made before. You you were talking about take into account where the button is going to rest. Right. So on my first pair of jeans, I screwed this up. Right. So think about the the button at the top of the fly, right? And mom is just nodding her head, like, juicily. Okay, she's just so you can't see. It's just like, <laughs> she's like, yes. <laughs> you know? so, so there's all sorts of things that go through your brain when you're doing your first buttonhole on a pair of jeans. And you're like, is this going to work? Is it, you know, is it too thick? Is it, well, I got to find the center of the waistband. And I got to find the center of this. And I'm going to chalk up the bejesus out of this thing, you know. And so... You're like looking at these jeans on the table and you might not be thinking about how they're actually going to go on your exactly. on your body, right? Um, so anyway, where that button is going to kind of pull over and rest in that, let's pretend I did a rounded right. buttonhole, okay, like a, with a key, keyhole buttonhole or a buttonhole with a rounded end or something, that rounded part should go at the center of... Like, where, where everything crosses over. Like, it should be at center front. If that's where you expect that's your where button you to, to be. Go. Wherever you your want your button to land. Right. Where it's going to sit or rest or land mm-hmm. should be that circle. And the reason you see that type of buttonhole most often on a pair of jeans is they're, they usually have that it, big shank. Shanky button. That, yeah. Right, right. It's that big metal shank that you have, you know, beat it on. Yeah, yeah. You you, know. You've hammered it in you place. You've hammer it on. So right. it's, it's making that area more, um, you know, uh, it's reinforcing it. Well, it's know. reinforcing it, and it's it's bigger. It's, yeah, it allows for more space. Making room. Be- okay, yeah. so the rest of the button only has to accommodate the head of the button. Mm-hmm. And then that rounded part is accommodating the shank. So know that if there's a shape to the buttonhole, it probably has some function. Well... You know, or somebody just like designed some buttonhole, you know, and thought it was fun. Well, there uh, can but, be but such yes, a thing as a decorative buttonhole. Yeah. But, you know, there is a reason on jeans that mm-hmm. you see a, you know, a keyhole button. So, what uh, I hole. did, <clears throat> and what I think, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people do wrong, is they will test out their buttonhole. And then they'll like center the whole thing. You're expecting so what? What <clears throat> happened sorry. to you is you were thinking, oh, my buttonhole will rest in the middle. Of yes, my, I'm just, or my button will rest in the so, middle of my button. That's right. Oh. That's right. So even so, then what happens is that whole part got too close to the edge of the fabric, right. not the center of the garment. Okay. Right. Uh, they, they so it got too close to the edge of the fabric is where I put it. I put it kind of like right there, you know, and then. So my jeans, when I put them on, and the buttonhole slides over right. to, I think, how do how do jeans go? I don't even know. I haven't worn it jeans. It depends. I've had them both ways. Yeah. I think yeah. you, you know, uh, however way, however right. way you've done the fly, right? Um, I don't think that women were being dressed in jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then. By it, other people. It yeah. looked too, my jeans were spread apart a little bit at the top. No, it wasn't it terrible. Right, like, right, you know, it right. wasn't that bad. Um. 
But, Depending on how big your buttonhole. Well, sure. If you right. had a big button, it would farther apart. Right. Exactly, because you got to make your buttonhole accommodate your button. Now, um, when I made Derek a couple pairs of shorts a couple summers ago, and she's still wearing, um, I didn't use those riveted buttons. Right. He is so hard on his clothes, as we've discussed, that those were ripping out. And so I used like a coat button. A coat button. And sewed it with like thread you know and I made a little bit of a shank to it but I I sewed it with some thicker thread and I was like yeah I'm gonna do this because I think it might actually be more durable for him and you know whatever exactly and my problem with those buttons is I'm allergic to the metal you have a problem with those yeah so when I would get a pair of jeans you know ready to wear that were like that I would take a little piece of fabric Mm -hmm. and sew it over Over the back of that now I know people used to put a band-aid on it but you know of course I sewed something on to solve my problem sure but um I so I prefer having you know a button that is sewn with thread yeah you know and I was like why wouldn't I do this and it it seems like it's gonna be fine um and so anyway you don't so that that so the riveted button can just pull off your jeans yeah that too right. yeah they can be it can be a pain and they can well, be hard you've for made people. A, you've actually made a hole in your fabric to hole. put it on a big old right. hole that for that big tack right. to go through right? right yeah you're totally right and they can be just just such a pain in the butt you know to put on right. and especially um when i well i think it's funny sometimes because people say they like the look and then they put a belt over it yeah or like you know or it's never seen well or there's whatever, a lot but, more like tucking in of shirts nowadays than yeah. there was like five ten years ago back, well of course it, you know, obviously it goes in. Well, and now you know. jeans. Uh, so I don't really know what's fashionable these days. Um, Is there a pair of jeans made that doesn't have lycra in them anymore? Yes, they're coming back. Really? Okay, it's well, high waisted. Okay, I won't be wearing them. Just they're, so y'all know, no, they're high waisted and super loose, like skinny jeans. Oh yeah. I don't so know. They're more like trousers. Any uh, any millennials out there like me? Um, We're out of fashion with our skinny jeans. I don't jeans. know if anybody knows who Chelsea Handler is, but she did a whole thing making fun of the mom jean that was back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and she is very fit, very muscular. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and she made this whole like rant and thing about you know how funny mom jeans were. She, her skinny <laughs> jeans were all she was ever going to wear, and then she tried on a pair she of these them. mom jeans, and she's like. Wonderful, you know. And then she does a whole thing about how she was a fool not to know mom jeans were wonderful. I tried on at a store some like linen pants that had like an elasticated waist. And you know, I think they were probably like fine, okay on me, but for my body shape and like how I want my body to look, it just really accentuated my kind of straight waist. And mm-hmm. I, I ended up taking them back. I was like, you know, well, I wanted to And sometimes that's also where trying. that waist lands Ugh. on your body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe had it been <clears throat> higher or lower, it would have been better for you. Right. And a since lot of they people, were ready to wear. A lot of people you know. love that sack top, they call it. Yeah. And other people just hate it. It's just how what the look you prefer or how it winds up looking on your body or whatever. You they know? were they were not like quite that extreme, but they were uh-huh. like on that spectrum. And like I just like yeah, it's just it's just not for me. And then I put on like leggings and sort of like my um, it's a little bit of like a longer button up shirt. And I was like, man, I just like so much better the way I look in this outfit that 
it's right. just not worth it so for you me wear to like what try you like. the other one. So you no. wear what you believe <laughs> yeah. you look best in. Well, and that's and what and that makes it more comfortable. You know, and that's what I, I was like. You know, I probably if I wore this out somewhere, no one would even think a thing about. You know what? And somebody no would, one's paying attention. No, somebody you know? would probably compliment you on it. Well, You'd right? Go, what? Like, oh, yeah, pants. yeah. Right. Who knows? Anyway, right. Uh, so that's. Um, like the lady that told me about my beautiful hair today when I had it pulled back in a ponytail and I thought I was going you like got nice hair. Mom. I thought I was going raggy, you know. Yeah. She's like, You have beautiful hair. Oh thank so you. So I'm all um yeah. I'll just say I'm all insecure about my hair right now. I've bought lots of things um to try and make it nicer. And who knows if anything's gonna work. But I started taking biotin and my nails are growing so fast it's annoying. Like <laughs> have to trim them like every day so anyway it's working on my nails so uh that's nice uh anywho yeah that just we're gonna end with a tangent okay not, well, oh, are, are you gonna bring it you're gonna bring it back to sewing pants that was on topic that was oh, close okay. okay so buttonholes that's why that you get those keyhole buttonholes you can use them for mm-hmm. fun you can do whatever you want because it's just the wild west out there now with clothes anybody well can right i mean you know yeah. you can use any buttonhole anywhere yeah. any shape but can think about how how what 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 how you're trying to close something yeah and you want it to lie flat and you don't want to pucker and you don't you know you need to think about that lay that fabric flat and know that that buttonhole will not stay in the middle of that or that button well, will not yeah. stay in the middle of the button if it's a horizontal buttonhole right, right? it's, it's going to go over so right. yeah just to reiterate so these these horizontal buttonholes at the back of this dress, I think I was envisioning the back of this dress having like rather large buttons on it. I have no right. idea. If and that's that the might case. be true. She may have this might have been truly, truly a big decorative but, thing for her. But here's the right. other thing about the big buttons. You need to put that button wherever you want it in relation to the edge of the fabric. That's right. And then mark where that's going to get that, sewn and down. That's where, and that's that's where, where the, the end circle of the button goes. <gasps> Another thing could, happened today. Oh, wait, hold on. Because yeah. you could think, I'll put this buttonhole, because I, maybe I confused people. I think I may have like misspoke earlier when I said on the jeans to put that hole kind of like at center front. Because mm-hmm. really, you need to put the button where you want it. Right. And then do it. Because if this button on the back of her dress, I'm just just making this up in my mind but if you just envision like a rather large button right if she were to put that buttonhole you know too far over toward the edge of the fabric it's like the button could overlap onto the exactly. other side that's yeah. right so you you know lay these things out yeah. look at the size of your button close up your jeans close yep. them like you want and go I, I want my button, button here you make a little mark or something you lay the button there is it is it gonna look okay is that where you yeah. really want it yeah right so yeah what you said might have screwed I him think up I, a little yes, bit i think yeah. maybe i really yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of like sometimes i know apologies. what you're talking about apologies yeah. don't yeah. screw right. up your jeans right. because of me so <laughs> yeah just think about placement and you don't want it to gap and it is going to pull to the end of the buttonhole yeah and if you are using so here's the deal you know we say oh it would be vertical back there or something well if it's a big old button that requires a large buttonhole. That's another thing. You don't thing. want it to be vertical. Because on the back of a dress, if you bring your shoulders forward, That's right. there will be stress on that garment. That's right. And a vertical buttonhole would 
gape open, right. you know, versus that horizontal one will just kind of like hold See, things See, this in place, is what people who know? don't sew don't realize don't how much thought process that don't you all put into all of that to make That's it right. look great. And you are learning so, so much every time you try stuff out like this. So I have another tangent. I can't help it. I got to okay. say it because it happened today. Do so it. we went bra shopping today for um, my granddaughter. And she's very big busted. So we go to the bra store is what we call it. And um, we actually travel there. We go there. It takes us an hour and 15 minutes to get there. Um, it's where I bought a lot of my bras in my lifetime. And, you know, they are a bra shop. This mm -hmm. is all they do. Bras and swimming suits, right? So <laughs> I needed to be fitted again also for um, a sports bra. And... I'm being fitted, and this lady lady told me, you haven't been here since 2004. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, um, so she says, so she said something about suits, and I said, oh, I don't really wear the traditional swimming suit, and, you know, blah, blah, And uh -huh. I said, I've had melanoma, and, you know. We, you all and, know. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I said, I keep a couple of sports bras that I use to swim in under my rash guard. And guess what she says? Where do you get your rash guard? Oh, <laughs> and what did I say? I make them. I'll tell you. Easy to yeah, I you know, she just couldn't handle it. She was like floored that I swam in some shirt I made. It was really funny. Um, well, I'm just not surprised, Mom. People are just but always it, impressed it, with you. I think y'all would have enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just telling somebody recently. Well, I think... Uh, I think it was the cosmetologist who was doing my, um, I'm getting, hey, everybody, I'm getting my mustache permanently removed. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, so, um, you know, I was telling her, because they're always like, protect yourself from the sun. I was right. like, you don't even know how protected from the sun I am. Right. You know, so <laughs> anyway, I was telling her about our rash guards, and she thought that was pretty cool. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, you can get. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at So Here Com. ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. <laughs>